This is Ari Papero from Architecture. I'm happy to introduce you to OKO Digital, the sponsor of this podcast. OKO is the leading Google certified publishing partner for CTV. Are you stuck with an ad stack that isn't driving incremental revenue? OKO can dramatically improve your CTV and out-of-home revenue with its direct demand and plug-and-play setup. OKO works with Fast Channels, Roku, Set-Top Boxes, Digital Out-of-Home, Amazon Fire TV, and streaming applications, and is compatible with all ad servers. Visit OKO.net to learn more. That's OKO.net. Welcome to the AdTech God Pod, your window into the world of advertising technology and the people behind it. I'm your host, AdTech God. Welcome, AdTech enthusiasts, to the AdTech God Pod. I'm your host, AdTech God. If you haven't listened to this podcast before, you will be forever punished with low click-through rates and under-delivery, so listen to my prior episodes available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and more. Today, we have an exceptional guest joining us, someone who has made a significant impact on the ad tech industry, and specifically, at Index Exchange. Corey's journey in ad tech has been nothing short of extraordinary. His tenure at Index Exchange has been marked by success, and he's been instrumental in shaping his company's growth. But that's not all. Corey's ad tech journey didn't start at Index Exchange. Before joining Index, he honed his skills at Ad Marketplace, where he not only played a pivotal role in business development, but also took the lead in supply leadership. His expertise and dedication has earned him deep-rooted relationships with some of the most major CTV publishers in the industry. In this episode, we learn more about Corey's career, what drives his passion for success, and the secrets behind his exceptional salesmanship. So let's jump right into the combo with our friend, Corey Greenberg. Corey, welcome to the AdTech Godpod. Thank you so much for having me. It's a real pleasure and an honor. I love what you guys are doing, you're doing specifically, and the community that you're building. And I'm just happy and grateful to be part of it. Yeah, I'm happy, I'm happy to have you here, Corey. As you know, you've, you've sort of watched the evolution of the account over the last, wow, three years, I think the other day. I posted that it's three years since I created my X account. It's been fun. It's really because of people such as yourself who have really supported the account and the message. And its growth is really uh, comes from the community and the people who are involved. So thank you for being here. Thank you for being persistent. Um, you started it when X wasn't called X. X was Twitter. And you, you've, you've lived through, through change across the industry. You've lived through change across mediums. And you are leading change across mediums. Uh, you give people community across a whole bunch of different places, right? Like Slack and LinkedIn and all of the places where you share your content, YouTube. You're giving a lot to a lot of people. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. It's uh, very kind of you, Corey. So I appreciate it. Corey, I'm going to jump into it in every podcast. As you know, I start with the journey. I have a little bit of a glimpse into your background, mostly from, from your LinkedIn. Can you maybe give me uh, give give the listeners some insight into how you got into ad tech? Yeah, it's kind of funny. I thought I wanted to go to law school. I was pre-law at Towson. I went and worked at a law firm after graduating and quickly realized that sitting behind a desk with a bunch of stack of papers wasn't really my my calling. I like being around people and and wanted to find a way to, to do that and interact with people way more than a law firm gave me the opportunity to do. So in talking to some friends in, in, in my network, I was able to get a, a job as an assistant to somebody selling local spot TV at Teleref and stayed there for about 14 months. 
And, you know, this is kind of where my journey comes full circle at Index. So there I helped, you know, buy and book and handle make goods and delivery of, of campaigns on, on local television stations across a whole bunch of different markets. After being there for a little while, I quickly real, I realized that it just wasn't where the future or my future I wanted it to be. And I had some very good friends that I know through, through hockey who, who helped me get an opportunity at Ad Marketplace, primarily inside sales initially, and then moved into account management there and did that for, for a little while. It really gave me the opportunity to understand way more about the digital side of the industry than I probably ever would being a, a pure salesperson. Everything from click tracking to keyword targeting, conversion attribution, and that all plays a pivotal role across any medium, whether it's display, video, right? Every marketer has KPIs that they need to hit. And that's true across all formats. Over time, I moved into more of a sales on the supply side and led some of the, the publisher development efforts there before moving on to do publisher development and index. I started here in 2016, which is crazy to think about. The journey has been unbelievable. The support has been amazing. The customers that and, and people that I, I've had the opportunity to share experiences with, grow partnerships with has been nothing short of awesome. I started doing mostly display and web video partnerships, selling header and wrapper and private integrations. And, and that's evolved over time into largely focusing on building out our uh, streaming business, which has become a, a, large, a significant growth vehicle for the business, working alongside a product and engineering, building out our offering, tailoring it to customers, getting customer feedback, and really being, again, being able to be supported by giving support to a whole bunch of people who have been super instrumental in my life personally and professionally is great, but uh, it's the people that meet, you meet along the journey that really shape and, and make this industry what it is. Um, it's a people business. It's a we business. 100%. I, I definitely feel that way. I think most of sales or business development, it's such a tight-knit community especially in connected TV, which is still pretty small, you find that your relationships are really your superpower. You're able to spark up conversations, create ideas, find creative ways to partner. And it all happens over a cup of coffee or a dinner. And then you move into the conference room talks. So I think the, the network is extremely important. And I know you have a pretty strong one. I think even going back, Corey, I think something I didn't know and doesn't show on on your LinkedIn is the fact that you do understand ad ops, ad tech functionality of it. A lot of salespeople do not come from that background. I think some move directly into a sales and business development role and understanding those foundations are so important because you can have better and deeper conversations with your potential partners. Having the ability to speak across all aspects of the supply chain from demand and campaign creation and targeting to supply side integration setup structure is so important to be able to know who to tap when to tap it when to lean on yourself when to you know lead when to defer for me not having the background that i have i don't think would i would be nearly as effective i had some people who believed in me really early on that marketplace who gave me the opportunity to learn the ad ops 
side of things. That's the foundation for everything that I talk about as we go forward that I do on a day-to-day basis, right? Like, you know, if you think about the importance of a UTM parameter or click tracking and and proper reporting for a, a search campaign, it's equally as important to ensure that the correct content signals for TV request are present and addressable to help make a, a, a CTV buy that much more efficient, right? And, and and that much more desirable for a given buyer. It's all the same. It's just a different level of importance. I think that's what makes a good salesman a good salesman. Really, it's 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 the relationship building and it's just the general deep-rooted knowledge. I've always said this and you you may be aware of it or not. Ad operations is really the foundation of our industry. I don't think they get enough credit. For sure. But I think they anyone don't. who has started in ad ops and has looked at a tag and has troubleshooted reporting or metrics or or just errors that, that arise in, in day-to-day work, they're not given the credit they deserve. So for all the ad ops people out there that may listen, thank you. I know you don't hear it enough, but thank you. you guys for deserve sure. a lot more than what you get. So thank yeah. you for that. I'm going to... Jump into like your index exchange yeah, experience. Uh, uh, before you leave, I like I, I yep. agree with you. Like I just want to like finish that thought. Sales is a we game. I could sell something to whomever, but if I don't have people troubleshooting, reporting on it, making sure that things are going the right way, like I'm dead in the water. This business in general, not just index, but all businesses are dead in the water. We can't do these things without operations people. We can't do things without engineers. We can't do these things without solutions consultants and all of those you know, people who play you know, technical functions, operational functions. And you're right. They don't get thanked enough. They are the, the wheels behind this thing. They're the engine. They make these things go. We need a ad ops appreciation day. I've said it before. Make it, you should make a channel, ad ops appreciation channel. I'm, I'm going to create a holiday where uh, they all, well, I guess we can't have them all take the day off or else we'd be dead in the water. But we'll figure out a, a way to, to celebrate that. We can stagger um, the days off. There we go. Yeah, we'll be like everybody that works on uh, supply side on 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 one date and demand side on another. Okay, so I'm going to jump into the next one on the index exchange part. I know you work with a lot of connected TV publishers. I'm sure you've gone through a set of challenges as well as as obviously had some success. What are the highlights in your career in general that you feel is something that keeps you motivated and moving forward and things that you're really, really proud of. I'm going to not do this in a traditional way, but as you go through a career, you pick up people, right? You pick up people, you do a deal with somebody, people buy from people. The thing that I'm most proud of is the people, right? Is the ability that people have given me to support them and, and they have given me parts of themselves for me to be supported by them. In building a TV, you know, TV, and I look at the early days of my career, the sellers on the local side at Telerep, it's all a relationship. It's all the people that they were supported by. It's all the way that they're able to get people to buy into the things that they're doing. And if I look at what we have achieved at Index over the last three to four years in building a TV business, it's, it's the people that we've picked up along the way from, uh, again, an operations product engineering perspective internally. It's the external people at customers, OEMs, MEPDs, broadcasters who give me the opportunity to support them personally and professionally. Those are the things that I am the most proud of, right? Like the road has not been easy, again, personally, professionally. 
But as you go through this, you learn about people. You learn what's important to your customer. You learn what's important to the people who are on the other side of that and what makes them tick. And that for me is is all of it, right? It's the thing that I'm the most proud of. It's the thing that, you know, this business, you know, when I when we started in TV was nascent. And now it's a pretty significant part of the overall business. The business itself, irregardless of the individual things that we've done to get to this point, is the the it's the, it's the goal, right? Like yeah. the goal is to continue Absolutely. and like what drives it is the continued growth and evolution that we're seeing in the market, right? From a revenue perspective. I'm going to go to your, you know, one of the next points that I know you do with other people, but like, is where the business is going, right? Like the evolution right. of the business, right? If you yeah, think about like what we're building towards open RTV 2.6 and creating a sustainable ad pod and all of those things. And I, and think, I think that's the fun the people, part of it too. And the people. Of course. And I think, I think that's the fun part about it too, is, is because we're through, we're, we're going through this evolution of, you know, 2019, 2020, 2021 was this, you know, scale and adoption of streaming. And now we're moving into 2023 where, you know, we saw some consolidation in the space, um, but we're seeing refinement in the creative solutions, the integration types, partnerships. It's fun to be part of an industry that is going through such rapid growth and change kind of being at the forefront and helping guide through both the, the challenges of the industry plus you know being just a big part of the growth of the industry so I love that another question for you is you know we, we know you've, you've done a fantastic job at index exchange you have a great team over there what do you feel like has been your your biggest challenge and and I ask you to be you know totally comfortable with talking about anything personal or professional but what's been the biggest challenge for you? throughout the last, you know, 10 years. I'm going to talk about the personal side and and how like look, I think everybody, you know, if you don't know that everybody has a life outside of work, it's really hard to do anything else. And and I believe that, you know, everybody has boundaries, everybody has things that are going on personally that impact themselves professionally. I had a conversation not too long ago with a, a mentor, a friend of mine who asked me about my why. My why is my son. So my son, Benji, is six years old. He has a rare genetic disorder. It's called Cabezas syndrome. It impacts cognitive, physical, and speech development. Every day I do what I do to give him more, to give him better, to give my wife better, to give my wife more. The why is so important. Everybody has stuff. Partner stuff, personal stuff, and not knowing much about where he'll go or who he will be or what will become of of my son who will become a man at some point or an adult at some point is my why. It's my greatest reward. It is my greatest joy in this life. It is also the thing that challenges me the most. I remember listening to a podcast that Julian Zilberband did with with a couple of folks and Jay-Z, I apologize for not remembering your, your, the people on the podcast who also are parents of children with special needs. But I remember just how empowered they were to tell their children's story and what that meant to them as as, as individuals, what that means for them as as leaders in our space. And I am forever grateful for that because it made me comfortable even though I'm pretty comfortable everywhere, 
it made me so much more comfortable to be able to tell our story, knowing that on the other side of me telling my story as a person, because the personal stuff matters so much. This is. is not to be taken the wrong way, but the personal stuff matters so much more. Right. Isn't that what we do this for? Right. I mean, I think in the end, wouldn't we all like to have a, a relaxed job and, and, and not deal with the fast growth, constantly changing, you know, stress and pressure of an industry like ad tech, especially the last 12 months. I mean, our driver is our family. It's our livelihood. Yeah. Mediocrity. Someone said to me the other day, uh, mediocrity is not an option. There's especially no high, with like, children. It's not an option. Right. Especially being a parent. You want to grow at work. You want to grow as a, as a husband and a partner, a parent. Mediocrity is not an option. Ad Marketplace had this saying in a quarter. I remember it. And it was, it's, it's kitschy, but it applies, right? Like, suck less every day. It was there for a quarter, but I've carried it with me every day. I think about it all the time. If you could be marginally better, a little bit better than you were the previous day. And some days are going to be really hard. People all the time are like, hey, like I had to take some time away, but I'm back now and I'm really happy about it. You got to take care of yourself. You know, and if you can get marginally better, a little bit better every day as a brand, as an employee, as a colleague, as a, all of the things that everybody is, right? Like you are so much more than just like a guy behind a microphone. It's weird for me to call you the ad tech God because you're so much more of a, uh, than that in, in my world. And I'm grateful for that. But, you know, to be able to be a little bit better for the people and for yourself. And I like that, Corey. I think, I think when you talk about just be marginally better every day is a pretty powerful statement. None of us are perfect. We all have our flaws, but just small incremental improvements on our work, on our relationships inside and outside of work and our knowledge and skill set. It's, it's amazing just how much I've learned over the last two years, just being as active as I am in the industry. It really is a strength to acknowledge that you can be better and then work on that marginal improvement day over day over day. It's really compounded over time. And I've, I myself can say I've learned so much over the last two years. This is EdTech God, and I hereby decree that flash talking shall be granted divine status with tools for creative personalization that are truly godlike. You could be more than omnichannel. You could be omniscient like me. Plus, with an independent ad server that covers open web, mobile, and CTV, you don't have to rely on that other big G. So stop praying for a way to get unbiased delivery for your campaigns and visit flashtalking.com slash pod. Tell them AdTech God sent you and you'll get all the PDFs you can read. That's flashtalking.com slash pod. And that's the word of God. You take the pieces of people, right? Like you take, you know, you take pieces of the people around you who, you know, from whom you want to learn those things from, achieve those things with. And Corey, I have a, I have a question for you. So you have a wonderful son, a handsome one at that. And thank God he looks like his mother. Yeah. So, you're not kidding. So let me say this, you know, there's, this podcast is pretty popular and you don't have to say it now. I'm all about charities. As you've seen in the past, I, I have a few that I really care about myself, just personally impacted on my family. Is there a charity you want to shout out to now that you feel that people could donate to, to help solve, cure, or address 
the challenges you have in your personal life? I appreciate that. Right now, no. I'm working with a few of the parents and leading up the establishment of a foundation to do research on our orphan disease, right? So orphan diseases okay. are disorders with less than 2,000 diagnoses globally. We are one of roughly 200, 250 cases that are known from from this uh, chromosomal disorder. At some point, I'll come back to you and, and yeah, say- please do. It really I'll means it a lot for, for you to offer that. Um, of course. Of course. Thank you. Anytime. I think moving on to the next part of the podcast, and I, I really appreciate you opening up about that, Corey. I think it's it's super valuable to see the personal life and challenges and, and, and really the beauty of it all. Um, and you being so open about it, I think it's uh, it's important for listeners. I think on on the next real phase is what is the direction of this industry? I, I mentioned a few things related to you know technology change, AI, whether it's consolidation in the space, whether it's you know cable codes moving into the streaming business more aggressively. Like, what is your outlook on the industry, and, and where do you see things heading? It's it's a great question. For me, I think it's you know. As, as we look to, you know, I'm not going to speak on, you know, the consolidation or things that I don't, I have opinions on, but, you know, everybody's got, you know, opinions. So I'm, I'm going to leave that there. For me, I love what we're building and what we're doing as far as the establishment of, of real protocols and the foundations around what we're doing in OpenRGB 2.6 and allowing people to buy smarter in a more eco-friendly and potentially economical way as a buyer, right? So we're, we want to reduce waste and that obviously touches things around the environment and sustainability efforts, but giving buyers and sellers the ability to transact in a more streamlined way than they ever have before. Because let's face it, the pre-existing protocols before 2.6 were not built for a TV ecosystem. They weren't built for Scale. They weren't built for competitive separation and deduplication challenges that that our broadcasts and MVPD and fast partners see. And as I look to where we're going and what that means, right? That just means greater efficiency in the marketplace, right? It means for a greener environment, right? In a world where we, you know, that is becoming so much more important for us as a business and from a global perspective, right? Like there are so many initiatives around this and. I'm really proud of the work that the team here has done in order to put us in a place to be at the forefront of this. You know, I'm, I'm hearing more and more companies. I'm going to do a, a quick shout out to Duration Media, who is actually a Slack sponsor and part of the, the Luma event that's happening soon. And I'm not too familiar with, you know, reduction of carbon emissions, but, you know, companies like Duration Media and companies like Scope 3, and I think the initiative across the industry is so important to see this actually becoming a, a, a priority and a driver across the board. I think it's beneficial to us all, and it's really beneficial to our children in the future. So I love to see that. It touches so many more things than just ad tech, right? Like ad delivery is the vehicle for the messaging of these brands, right? But if these brands on the other side can in turn find a way to make their product, whatever it is, that much more eco-friendly. We do our part, they do their part. Your kids and my kids and you know, we all live a little in a little bit more of a green environment. I agree. And then Corey, we're we're getting close to the end of the podcast. I told you it would go very quickly. We are probably five minutes, four minutes out. But as you've seen your career grow and as you've seen yourself learn 
and become a subject matter expert and create those relationships. What advice and guidance can you give to people maybe earlier in their career, starting out one, two, three, four years, or even straight out of college? What advice do you give them to help benefit their career and drive that passion for the industry? I said it before, I'll say it again. I'll say it every day. I'll say it all the time whenever somebody comes up to me. The people drive this business. Barish talks about it. The people matter. The people are everything. Nothing happens without the people. For young people getting into the business, find some older people. I got to be careful how I say that in certain company. It's okay. I'm part of the older crowd at this point. Yeah, that's okay. You're still handsome. Find some people who you share common interests with personally, who you see doing things the right way or what you perceive to be the right way, um, who are making an impact in your business. Get time with them. Understand what they're doing, how they're doing it. Ask to sit in on some stuff. Ask questions. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Right. I had somebody early on say like, no question is a stupid question. And it's so cliche, but it's so true, right? Like if you don't ask a question about something you don't know and you pretend like you know about it, and then you have to try and talk about it later in, in the day or later in your career and you really don't have a foundation, you're not going to feel as confident, right? So if, if there's somebody that you're like, hey, like they're doing really cool stuff or they're really doing this or they're really doing that and I really want to know more about that. Find a way to, to make a conversation happen. Agreed. And I think also the other way too. I think, I think people need to have an open door policy and the conversation is, is important. So I think even people at the more senior level at all companies really should have a policy to have those conversations with junior new entry. And this has been mentioned so many times with Michelle Holst. It's been mentioned with Terry. It's been mentioned with Lauren and now you. It's really the people that drive this industry better work with good people. And those people who support you are really going to be the driver for your success. And I agree with you 100%. I think there's great initiatives happening in trying to make that more readily available, like the Oh Hello IO from, from Jeremy Bloom. I think he's doing wonderful stuff. I think even like Shiv and you Digital, like there's so many companies out there that are trying to educate and network and drive improvements across the board on a, on a personal and professional level. So I, I love that there's been so yeah. many new companies that have been doing that lately. It's about building it about, the people. It's about building the foundation. This is a podcast for the people. The Slack is for the people. I don't know if you've noticed the theme here. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with the theme for a second. I know we're about out of time, but this is something for me that, that's really important. I don't know if anybody's done this for you or said this to you, but I think you deserve it, all the accolades, right? And, and, and the biggest accolade I can, I can give is to say thank you. You're a friend. You're a mentor you're to so many people. And I remember there are many times where, you know, you had a bunch of questions about the efficacy of it. If you look around what you've built, you've built a place where people can come and connect with people. They can network, they can share ideas, insights, and gain a better understanding of a world and, and an ecosystem that is oftentimes can be like technically challenging. And you've given so much to so many people. And for me is, you know, I want to say like on behalf of, you know, as part of the community, as someone who reads a lot and consumes a lot of your content as someone who is involved in the Slack channels to a limited capacity. I just want to say thank you. Thank you for sticking oh, with it. Thank you, for build, it. thank you for it's, building a community. It's a passion. It's a you know passion project. It's a hobby gone wild. Not sure how, how I got to this point. <laughs> and you, know, I got and a you make it look away. easy. Yeah, it's not easy. Um, you know, Starting at six o'clock in the morning and finishing at 1130 at night. Not always easy. It's tiring, but I was like, I'm just going to run with it until it's over. 
And if it never ends, it never ends. Um, but for the most part, I, I love doing it. So thank you for your kind words. So we my, all benefit from your from your hard work. Thank you. And so, so my friend, your journey, aspiring lawyer gone out of tech, I really take home a couple points here that I think is pretty incredible and valuable to the audience. I think one is, you know, people buy from people. I think that is such an important statement. Being good to each other short term benefits you long term. I think there's no benefit in not being good to people. In the end, it'll hurt your career. So be kind, be supportive, be there on a personal and professional level. It does nothing but benefit you and the people around you. And I really like the the marginally better comment that's probably going to be in the announcement of this podcast. But I do believe that just learning little bits of information day over day really does create such a powerful set of knowledge and experience long-term. So I, I really appreciate you being here, Corey, and, and thank you to Index Exchange for approving it. I'm really looking forward to releasing this podcast. So thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you for doing what you do. Uh, thank you for having me. I look forward to getting together soon. Awesome. I'll speak to you soon, Corey. And, and, and thank you, Ashley, who's also here. I appreciate you being here and I'll speak to you guys soon. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the AdTech Godpod, a podcast for the people about the people that make AdTech great. Stay connected with me for more insights, trends, and interviews in the realm of AdTech. Don't miss out on our latest updates. So follow me on X, Instagram, and connect with me on LinkedIn. Don't forget, ATG Slack community has insights, networking opportunities, and jobs. Keep the conversation going and stay at the forefront of AdTech innovation.